Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Hey, if you're wondering why we didn't have that Houston Sports Talk music to start the show, you're wondering what you're hearing behind us. Wait, you know what you're hearing. It's the original Rocky music, and that's what it was. The, the Rockets and Golden State, RG, they're trading blows. It reminds me of Rocky and Apollo Creed, blood flying, throwing haymakers left and right. This was incredible. I mean, this is what it was all about. Doesn't remind you of like Rocky versus like Clever Lang or Robbie Rocky versus like Ivan Drago or get the Eye of the Tiger music from Rocky Three. I just want to go back original. It's old school. I mean, it was unbelievable. And you know, you see Akeem Olajuwon and Elvin Hayes, these old school Rockets guys. They're into it. Uh, Vernon Maxwell's into it. You see him on Twitter. You see Mario Eli on Twitter. He's going crazy. I thought you would have brought up J.J. Watt and Justin Timberlake. Eh, I mean, we could start it. We can talk about them a little bit later, but let's get to the let's get to the game. I mean, Chris Paul, I mean, what can you say, RG? The guy, unbelievable. And it's just it was it's just so devastating because at the end of the game, he go he gets the hamstring. We all know what it is. And now you're wondering, well, was it all for not? Yeah, I want to revel in the Rockets. Let's start off with just say, like, I agree with you on the whole Rocky thing. I mean, it's true grit, true clutch play. I mean, this in game four came down to the final seconds of the game. The Rockets got a victory in Oakland, then came back for game five, gutted it out, were able to win it. So, yes, there's the Chris Paul injury. We don't know about that right now, but I just want to be able to give – some huge props to the Rockets, showing that they have that championship medal, showing that they will uh, go head-to-head with the champs, like you said, trade blows. And so, if, I mean, if Golden State comes back and wins this in seven, you know, it, it'll be a hard-fought, hard, they'll have to wrestle for this championship, and the Rockets are going to be, you know, a fierce opponent. But right now, I love in the Rockets' position being up 3-2. I know about the Chris Paul injury. I know we'll be discussing that uh, more on this show, but for right now, to me, it's just tremendous what the Rockets have been able to do without even being, everybody talks about them being such a great offensive team, and that's how they got here, and that's how they won 65 games. Well, I mean, James Harden is 0 for 20 in his last three points from beyond the three-point arc, so it's like you you have that with the Rockets really kind of struggling it kind of what is their forte they've been playing excellent defense and I I mean I just want to start off the show before getting into kind of like oh the woe is me of course with and and obviously we're all concerned about Chris Paul I just want to say that the Rockets have really shown a lot when they were blown out by 40 in game three coming back to win games four and five two things are over with first of all Chris Paul not a choker this guy is one of the great players ever clutch i mean he's trying to single-handedly at times will the rockets offensively to win these games these last two games and 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 two classic games the other the other thing that's over with is mike d'antoni can't coach defense he can't do a defensive-minded team that that is all over with because the rockets have won their last two games they've won all three games in this series, I think so much because of defense. They won a bunch of the games in the playoffs. Like you said, the three-point shooting was terrible in game five by the Rockets. It was not good. Uh, except for Chris Paul, you go down the list, it, it wasn't pretty. But the Rockets won with defense, with guts, with gumption, with all the stuff that Mike D'Antoni has been you know, told that he, that, that he can't do. He, oh, you can't win with defense you can't win with grinded out basketball that's what the Rockets are doing right now so you know for once uh, we can say Mike D'Antoni 
he's doing an incredible job coaching, might be out coaching Steve Kerr. And Chris Paul is out playing some of the best players in the NBA when it matters the most in these games. And, you know, Kevin Durant, the Rockets slowed, slowed him down just a little bit, not much, but that's a little bit. And then Steph Curry, they've sold Steph Curry, except for maybe that one quarter in game four. Most of this series, it feels like Steph Curry isn't the Steph Curry that wins MVPs and, and helps teams to win championships like he did before Kevin Durant got there. The Rockets have done a fantastic job on those guys, and you have to give the Rockets coaching staff credit because they've had an excellent game plan. Well, you just went over a bunch of things there, but I just want to start off with first with uh, Kevin Durant. You're right. Look, in uh, game five, he had zero assists, okay? So, I mean, even though he's working, he has the, the, he's a tremendous matchup problem. He's an excellent scorer. He, he's uh, done a great job for Golden State. I mean, their offense is predicated on moving the ball around. Zero assists, in fact, for the whole team, uh, they only had 16 assists, Golden State. And that's just uh, usually, I mean, this is a game, they're passing efficiency. So what the Rockets have been doing on defense has been have been pretty incredible there. But I want to get back to your first two points there. Uh, maybe I'll segue backwards there, going with the Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, I mean, he has Jeff Bezdelic as his uh, coach. We know he was brought in for defense. But the way that the Rockets, I mean, again, like just discuss this, uh, they've really kind of been able to, you know, shut down the Warriors. Uh, you know, Durant's going to get his points, okay? Instead, But Steph Curry, you're right. And even Klay Thompson's been inconsistent. Uh, you know, so you have you have that uh, and just the way the Rockets are defensive intensity led by a, a P.J. Tucker there on the court. Uh, Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, hard nosed defender, you know, even James Harden we've seen in this series. I mean, he's really been getting steals. He's been contesting, playing both ends. And that's how you win championships. You win championships with defense. I mean, that's uh, everybody. If you go back to Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson would always stress that as well. Uh, Steve Kerr, when he got to Golden State, he said, look, we're going to play really good defense in order to win championships because your shot's not always going to fall. We've seen that with the Rockets. And finally, getting back to your first point uh, about Chris Paul, I, I, I watched him a lot in Los Angeles with the Clippers because uh, yeah, being based out here in California. And I look, the guy was clutch throughout the regular season and the playoffs. I mean, he gets the bad rap because of that one Oklahoma City game or the turnover at the end. And, and, and also because of the chokes that the Clippers had, including against the Rockets when they were up three to one and had the big lead and Oh boy, you know the Rockets come back with just that monster fourth quarter and and somehow steal a game and and, and then defeat the Clippers in seven games. But you know, and it, he just had a lot of injury problems in his career. Every time it seemed like about to turn the corner, uh, you know, Chris Paul would have some kind of injury. I know that's what's happening here in this series right now. But I, you know, there are other things that we've seen with the Clippers. I mean, Blake Griffin, uh, tremendous talent, but he just wasn't the player that the uh, Clippers ever imagined. Inconsistent, had a bunch of injuries too. Uh, I, I got DeAndre Jordan, a Houston native. He was a guy who always had, you know, problems like free throws. You couldn't put him in at the end of the game. The hack a shack, hack a DeAndre type deal. So, the, I mean, the Clippers had some fundamental flaws on their team, and it wasn't Chris Paul. Chris Paul was a great player. Chris Paul was clutch for the Clippers. I, I saw him win a lot of games for the Clippers. If they didn't have him, they would have no chance. And you saw their winning percentage when he was there. When he was with the Clippers, I mean, and look at how they were an elite team. He leaves and, and what happens. So, I mean, again, he's a great player. He's one of the all-time great players, a uh, great point guard. And I, I just hope for the NBA's sake, for, for our sake, you know, you just don't want to see great players not be able to take the court. So I, I'm, uh, I don't know what you feel about for like a game six, but uh, in fact, this is what a lot of the media is discussing. But if, if you know, 
hopefully he won't be ruled out for both games and his season's not over with some kind of torn hamstring because as we're recording this, we still don't know. But would you even try, if Chris Paul says, I can go, I'm healed, I'm fine, would you even try to put him in a game six that the Rockets don't need to have or just right now save him for a game seven no matter what? I don't care if he says, I'm 100%, I feel great, I'm ready to go. Do you sit him on the bench for game six, not put him in there at all? There's no way he's going to be 100%. And I, I think if the Rockets are smart, I think, yeah, you, you're going to have to hold him back. I mean, it's going to be difficult. Uh, I don't know how Mike D'Antoni does it with basically a, a six-man rotation or five and a half. Well, he's going to have to play other plays. He's not going to have a six-man rotation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just because, you you know, it's been Gerald Green. He gets 16 minutes. He's He's not getting even 20 minutes as the seventh guy. Uh, as it stands right now. So, well, so let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. Who do you put in, knowing the Rockets and the roster, the matchups, Golden State? We don't know if Iguodala is going to play the next game again either. He's been out. Who would you put in there for what, uh, you know, that Steve Carr has been putting on the court? What I mean, we know that we, they'd at least start with Eric Gordon and James Harden in the backcourt there, but who would you be bringing off the bench? What guys do you want to see uh, show up? in a potential game if they do not do not have Chris Paul? I think you've got to go with Luke. I, I, I don't see there's any other choice, do you? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just wondering, do you also put in some minutes for Joe Johnson? Uh, I mean, is that because, uh, yeah, we, uh, I, I agree with you, though, about Luke Mabutte because, look, this guy, I mean, at least he can give you the defensive intensity. You know that, look, there's going to be more on the shoulders of James Harden for any of these uh, games. He's going to have to score. Eric Gordon, too. They're going to have to carry the offensive burden because we've seen in the, the, the two games that the, the Rockets have won. I mean, Chris Paul put the team on his shoulders in that game. I mean, that in the third quarter, it could have gone awry with Golden State. They're always really good in the third quarter. I mean, Chris Paul was amazing. He hit some just like, you know, hey, you got to just tip your cap to him. I mean, Steph Curry and, and Kevin Durant. I mean, they no matter what happened there that, you know, he was just like throwing the bucket. In, I mean, ball in the bucket, excuse me. So it's just like there's just sometimes, I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. So you, where do you get I, – I, I agree with you. I think you have to go for the defensive intensity, uh, get Luke Mutai in there, have him play, and, and at least not lose on the defensive in there. And hopefully, you know, maybe if he's got the wide open three, he can sink it. So, um, But, you know, the other guys that might be in there, I mean, I wouldn't be averse to giving some minutes to some other guys, uh, you know, like a Joe Johnson or even, you know, putting uh, Ryan Anderson in there for certain matchups, uh, you know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you have to – to me, it's another thing, too, is that you have a game to play with. So you have this game six. You don't want to think that way. You want to go out and close it and win. And if James Harden's going off offensively and you have a chance to win that game six and, and not send it to a game seven, you do everything possible you can to win. But at the same time, you can also maybe see if some guy can get hot the second quarter and the first quarter, if somebody ha has it that evening. Like when you see with Gerald Green, if he's hitting his shot, wow, we're going to keep him in the game. We're going to put him in the second half. So, uh, you know, there's 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 that you can do a little bit more experimentation because you have that seventh game. And hopefully if Chris Paul is sitting out at game six, then you have him for a game seven. Well, I'm going to give you one guy that they need to put in that hasn't been in for seven of the last eight quarters. And he needs to play in game six in a second. But uh, Ryan Anderson, there's no reason why you can't get a little bit from Ryan Anderson. I'm not a Joe Johnson fan because he can't play defense. He's terrible outside shooter now. He can't hit three threes anymore. Uh, but Ryan Anderson, I mean, when they're putting out these lineups with Kevin Durant and everybody but Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green, there's there's no reason that Ryan Anderson can't be out on the floor with some of these lineups. I I, I don't understand uh, why you couldn't at least give him you know five or ten minutes. I, I get it, I guess, 
if you've got seven healthy players, but without Chris Paul being healthy now, um, yeah, Ryan Anderson is, is somebody that can, you can put out there, and Luke Mbamute is somebody you can put out there. I'm wondering who's going to handle the ball when James Harden hits the bench because it's it's usually it's, it's either Chris Paul or James Harden handling the basketball, bringing it up the court. I, I guess it's Eric Gordon in those yeah, situations. That's what, it'd be Eric Gordon. It, it's got to be Eric Gordon in that situation. But right. uh, the guy that you know you obviously need that hasn't shown up in seven of the last eight quarters pretty much and looks like he's scared out there a lot. He, or at least he doesn't have the confidence. There's no confidence that I'm seeing from, from James Harden, the MVP, the guy that everybody was wondering, when is he going to you know, have one of those huge games when the Rockets really need it? Yeah, he's had, he's had some good closeout games. He's a good front runner. So maybe this is – actually, maybe this is the perfect situation for, for James Harden, RG. It's a closeout game. He's a front runner. He likes being a front runner. He likes that. The Rockets, um, you know, have closed out some games, and James Harden has been good in those. Well, that's why, too, I think from the law of averages speaking, I mean, he's missed his last 23-point attempt. So it's just like he's too good a shooter. He's too good an offensive player. He can still find ways to drive the basket. Look, he's not going to get the – you mentioned it in the last show. He's not going to get the call, you know, when he drives the basket and he expects a foul right there if he doesn't make the basket, you know. He's just not – and by and large in the playoffs, which I like, they let it be a little bit more physical. They don't – Blow the whistle if they do it's a to me it's like a, a an nba game i don't want to watch what well, they, they, they don't blow the whistle tell that to trevor ariza who was standing there with his hands up when uh, kevin durant just runs into him and pretends like he falls on him or something like that and they call a foul <laughs> i mean there was a couple of just the the play with there was a couple of pj tucker fouls where durant I mean, if it's Kevin Durant, he he's getting the calls. Well, I mean, so you know, look, LeBron's going to get calls and do that. But I, I just with that with because what, what James Harden shouldn't get calls. He's no, he does. But I, I'm saying he has that element where he goes to the basket and just automatically expect. And we we've seen over past playoffs, it just doesn't get called. You know, so I'm just saying, don't assume that that's going to happen. I don't agree assume. with you. Don't don't assume. I'm just saying, uh, forget about the assumption from James Harden. Um, I'm seeing Steph Curry get those calls. I'm seeing Kevin Durant get but those I calls. But I think it affects like James Carden because he'll he'll throw up his hands. You know, that's what he'll say. Why am I not getting a foul? Oh, he gets I, I, I agree. I agree. So that, I mean, I'm I'm just saying for him, if he wants to have that closeout mentality, I'm gonna get attacked. I'm gonna have somebody hitting me when I go to the rim. I've just got to get over that. I got to go back immediately. If they don't call it, you know what? Sprint back. If, if the other team gets the ball, if the Warriors get the ball, sprinting back to the other end, I'm going to play my heart out on defense, which he has been doing. He's been getting steals. He's been he's been playing, but he hasn't been the superstar. He hasn't been the offensive superstar. He hasn't been the James Harden MVP putting up, you know, 40, 45 point games, except for you know the beginning of the series here. Right. When he had that in game one and the Rockets ended up losing. But he's going to be needed for, you know, to have that incredible offensive game. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, the good thing is it's just he's too good a player to where, you you know, you know, he's going to break out. It's where you're going to get. Your other scoring from that, again, gets back to what you talked about, beginning keys of the series, Eric Gordon. And Eric Gordon's been, look, this guy's been clutch. I, game three and game, excuse me, game four and game five. I mean, his three point shots there when it yeah, I mean, especially, you know, game five here, you know, what one point uh, lead and you could just see it and potentially going the other way. He calmly uh, sinks a three pointer. Uh, he, he had the key three pointer again in game four. It's just, it, you know, even if he's not shooting well, which he hasn't been, and the Rockets haven't been shooting well from uh, beyond the three point arc. In fact, uh, I guess they're, uh, 
their three-point field goal percentage was 30%. They were uh, 13 out of 43 in, in the, the game five. Still, I mean, he was able to make those clutch threes in the fourth quarter to pretty much kind of seal the game. And, of course, his free throws uh, ended uh, game game five as well, too. So it's like Eric Gordon, a lot's going to be counted upon for him, especially now with the Chris Paul injury. So they're, they're going to have to get offensive production elsewhere. And, you know, uh, that that's just what, you know, coming up for game six and game seven, that's going to be key. They are due for some fantastic three-point shooting, and it's got to start off with James Harden. I mean, when James Harden's putting up double-digit three-pointers game in and game out, at some point you need to have a huge game or there's no point in you shooting three-pointers and Eric Gordon he really hasn't had a fantastic three-point shooting uh game last couple of games but he's hit them when they've counted but that's important that's important being clutch but he needs to get on one of those where he kind of rocks and rolls early in the game and you, you don't need it as much late in the game you're not uh, you know scratching and clawing but he's also given energy coming into the game both times and that's something to watch too because uh you know I mean he I, pretty much Eric Gordon coming in in game four you know, it was him coming off the bench, getting kind of the, the lethargic rockets to, you know, kind of keeping them in the game there that ultimately helps them to win the game. So it just uh, when you ha- when you have Eric Gordon coming off the bench, he gives you that spark. So you're going to need somebody else in, in case, again, if Chris Paul cannot go in a game six, hopefully he'll be back for a game seven. Uh, that's, uh, you know, what you're going to need from, you know, to get somebody that support off the bench. Cause the Rockets, as we said, coming into the series, I mean, their depth, uh, their bench, that was an advantage that they had over the Warriors, especially right now, the Warriors have had to dig deeper into their bench because they don't have Andre Iguodala. Is he going to play the next game? Is he going to be back? Because they've been, I mean, Bell has looked good, but he's only a rookie. I mean, but I mean, they're putting a lot more minutes for. Kevon Looney out there, they're, you know, they're just really kind of reaching into their bench. Uh, and, you know, again, that's going to a lot of the supporting cast of the Rockets. Are gonna, somebody's going to have to be a hero. Somebody's going to have to step up. That's what happens on championship teams is the guy that, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. A couple of guys that, um, you know, they, they're, they're going to do other things to help you win. So I'm not worried about them, you know, hitting a ton of three pointers. But Trevor Ariza, P.J. Tucker, you know, we don't talk about Ariza as much, but, you know, the, what he does uh, for the Rockets, this kind of Swiss Army nice, Swiss Army nice defensive player that can play anybody. And, I mean, oh, yeah. he's just he's been uh, great at doing what he does. I, I've, I'm happy to see that he hasn't tried to do too much with the basketball for most of this series. When he's driven to the basket, he's done something that Trevor Ariza doesn't do normally very well, which is finish around the basket, which I've been impressed with. But, you know, he was one for four. He was one of the ones that struggled. P.J. Tucker, though, was two for four. Uh, Gerald Green stepped up uh, from three uh, in this game five. He was three of five. So, and, and, you know, everybody takes their shots at Gerald Green because he's not the greatest defensive player in the world. But he's he's putting effort out there. And the one thing that I will say about pretty much everybody except for James Harden, I, I do not question anybody's confidence or the, the fact that they think when they shoot the ball, it's going in the basket. I mean, these guys, um, they, they act like they've been there before. They know what they're doing. P.J. Tucker, Ariza, Capella, uh, Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, Gerald Green, all of them are playing with such confidence. And that's that was the concern when you would see like Ryan Anderson go in there or Luke Mbamute is they just didn't seem to have the confidence out there. And if you could just somehow inject something into Chris Paul's uh, hamstring and inject something into the heads of Ryan Anderson and Luke Mbamute to where when they thought they shot the ball, that 
they thought it was going in the basket. I mean, that's that's what you really need more than anything the rest of this series. Well, you say they act like they've been there before. Well, Trevor Ariza has been there before. He won a championship with Kobe and the Lakers uh, and, and Paul Gasol and the Phil Jackson team. So he's been there. He's actually raised the trophy. Sure. He's sure. kind of like he's kind of like the fifth Beatle when you were mentioning that. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of acclaim. He's the, the lunch pail guy. You know? So it's just like everybody else is going to be talked about. But Trevor Ariza, again, 42 minutes. He saw he's key to the Rockets. Uh, he's an unsung hero. And um, what you were also mentioning too, I mean, like PJ Tucker again. He's uh, he's another guy that just he brought that intensity, that demeanor on the defensive end. He's kind of out sets- Draymonding Draymond. I mean, that's what he's done in this series. And then we're forgetting about like Clint Capella. I mean, even with his minutes and not being as effective as he has been in the previous series. I mean, he's just had some. I I, I mean, I just like look at my my you know eyeballs practically pop out of my head like you know in a. Uh, a, a three, you know, watching a, a movie, right, where you like have special effects there because it's like, I mean, he's had some just like the block on Durant. I mean, Clay Thompson. I mean, he's just had some blocks where we're like, wow, that's a keen, and the keen's in the building. It's like, where did that come from? I haven't seen that since the days of, you know, Akeem Olajuwon in Clutch City. So, I, I, yeah, I, I. I really feel like with the Rockets, the guys that are playing, I mean, you can't fault them, their intensity, their effort. And they're going to need that because we know Golden State going home, Steve Kerr regrouping, the, uh, Oakland, uh, that's a tough place. But this, this is why you got the home field advantage. This is why you won 65 games. This is why you never let up because you wanted to have that home court in case you're playing, uh, which everybody expected, Western Conference Finals against Golden State. You'd have a game seven. So we know at the very worst, the Rockets get a game seven back in Toyota Center in front of a jacked up, fired up, intense, red rowdy type crowd. That's exactly what you want. I will also say this, um, and this is to me is, you know, I, I think fans need to take this into account. If the Rockets, even if they lose this series, you know, even if they lose these final two games, which could you're happen. You were just talking about the confidence pill. You were just talking about thinking the right way, thinking positively. But I've got to be realistic, and I, I actually know a little bit of basketball. I've been watching it for 40-plus years, and Chris Paul uh, being hurt when he's been the best player for the Rockets in this series. And, and, and if, he's not, if he's at 50%, uh, you know, if he's not right for these last two games, if the Rockets lose, there's nobody can say the Rockets didn't have the heart. The Rockets couldn't beat Golden State. I mean, we, they can talk all they want to about, oh, we, Andre Iguodala, who freaking cares? He's their fifth best player at best. He's washed up. He's not what he once was. I mean, the Rockets uh, could say Luke Bobamute, sorry, for Andre Iguodala. I mean, that's basically a 50-50 wash right there. But the key to me is if, if Chris Paul is not right, I mean, look, the guy is freaking, if he's six feet tall, then I'm seven feet tall. Chris Paul is probably five foot 10. And when he makes shots, the, the shot, the type of shots he makes, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult enough when he's got two good legs to make it over seven footers with their arms outstretched and he's falling away and stuff like that. When, when your hamstrings aren't working, when you can't get lift off the ground and you're only five foot 10 to begin with, and you can't beat somebody off the dribble uh, as well as you could because you're only five foot, you know, because your hamstrings hurt or whatever. I mean, th- that, that is going to be a factor. And I, I mean, I, 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 there's no way we come out of this series going, oh man, the Rockets choked because they lost to Golden State in game seven with half, with half of Chris Paul in game six and seven, which, I, you know, this is we're early on Friday, but to me, it's a hamstring injury. We, we've seen this a million times as Rockets fans. You want to, you want to talk about um, 
Uh, Texans fans, Arian Foster, we know about hamstrings. They don't heal overnight. It's not, there's no quick fix into this thing. So, I mean, if hey, ever... well, wait, wait, let me, let me just stop you there for a moment though, because apparently Chris Paul had a hamstring injury the year that they played the Rockets, uh, and, the with the Clippers in, in the, uh, uh, Western conference semifinals where the Rockets came back from three, one in that series where they closed out San Antonio in seven games. He had a hamstring injury that he played through, so and they were doubtful if he was even going to play in that game, and uh, a lot of people have brought that up. So, I mean, it just depends on the severity of the hamstring strain, if it's a tear, or what, what, what could possibly be. But So we don't know that yet, but I, I wouldn't count him out uh, from playing and doing that and, and being available, even, if, you know, obviously with this hamstring injury. He can play. I don't think he's going to be anywhere close to 100%. I don't think he's going to be anywhere close to 80% or 70%. But, but I mean, sometimes, hey, look at Willis Reed, right? And uh, look back those those uh, the New York Knicks when they won their uh, Olympic out in the court. I mean, sometimes that could just be inspirational in that way. You know, we've seen that sports, a Kirk Gibson home run limping out there to, you know, take a shot out there. Your teammates see you out there giving and getting it out and doing that. So. Did you hear me say that I didn't think the Rockets could still win? Win. I, my point is that if they lose, um, it's damn good reason. When you don't have your best player out there at anywhere close to 100% or 70% or 80%, whatever you want to say then, um, you know, you, you, you get, you, that's a freaking damn good excuse. I mean, I'm sorry. It's a pretty damn good excuse. You know, you can say this is a team game. We're, we're going up against a team with three Hall of Famers. You know, they've got three guys, maybe four guys that are Hall of Famers. Well, the Rockets have a couple of Hall of Famers, too, we know, James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, they got two compared to four. And, 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 we, and, and they got two MVP uh, guys. Compared to the Rockets, who have one MVP. Look, I mean, Golden State's a dynasty. I mean, again, there's not nothing to fault with. Uh, you know, if the Rockets end up losing in seven, but I, I just feel like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That there, 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 there is no shame if you lose in Game Seven uh, to a team that has got four guys that are. It was a super team. They, they've they've won two championships already. But but at the same time, I mean, when you have a 3-2 lead, when you when you have home court advantage, when uh, this is a time when the Warriors look to be reeling a little bit after their runs, when you have the championship before they can go yeah, and They are reeling and you got a 3-2 lead because Chris Paul was healthy and carrying you at times, especially your 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 two of your three wins he Well, but carried. this 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 is where you this is where you write the story and say James Harden step up Show us your offensive game. Show us why you're MVP. Show us why you are the best player in the that's league. Fine. I'm, I, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But if if it doesn't happen, when when their entire defense can can basically uh, focus their attention on James Harden, who hasn't been able to get it done much anyway. But when you can focus your entire attention on James Harden, when you're really only six deep and you're having to go into a bench that just isn't there anymore because of their own injuries. Let's not forget Rockets. Don't have a. It's it's not that they don't have a bench because they don't have a bench. They don't have a bench because Luke Mbab Mute can't raise his shoulder, can't raise his arm, you know, above his eye level or whatever. And and Ryan Anderson, we don't know, you know, what what, what this condition of his ankle is. I have no idea, but something's obviously wrong because the the guy, you know, can't can't play and hasn't been able to shoot. They don't want to put him out there even for five minutes, uh, for for most of the playoffs. So I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, look, the Rockets. That, that you can't 
say, oh, they choked because they were up 3-2 and, and half a, and James Harden and half of Chris Paul out there couldn't beat the Warriors in the last couple of games. I mean, it's, it, I'm just saying, if that's the narrative that's going to happen for Rockets fans or anybody around the country, then that's a bunch of crap. I mean, the Rockets, uh, with a healthy Chris Paul and with a healthy James Harden, gutted out two of the great games that you'll ever see in, Western, in the Western Conference Finals, and they did it with defense. They did it with guts, determination. You know, they didn't do it with anything. This pretty basketball that the Rocket, everybody says the Rockets have, the offense, this number one offense of all time or whatever. You know, you can talk wh- however you want to about uh, wh- what you think of Mike D'Antoni, but you can't fault this defense, what it's done this year, what it's done in the playoffs, and especially what it's done against Golden State when it mattered the most. Look, you can't fault any of that. And essentially, I agree with you. I mean, if they go seven games, take the chance to the limit, and they somehow – it's just that, you know, at least – Looking at this season with what the Boston – I know it's the Eastern Conference, but not having Kyrie Irving and uh, Gordon Hayward for the whole season, but Kyrie Irving for their superstar for the playoffs, and yet they're about to get into the championship game unless they also blow a 3-2 lead. So uh, – or excuse me, the championship uh, round, the finals, the NBA finals. So, And then you look last year. Remember we had this kind of same conversation. Oh, the Spurs aren't playing Ka- Kawhi Leonard and – Wow, you know, it's uh, the Rockets. They have a game at home, and James Harden's healthy. And we remember what happened in that game. So it's just like sometimes you just don't know. And you, when you have an opportunity to, to, to take somebody out, meaning the Golden State Warriors are champs, they're on the ropes. I mean, I'm not expecting them to win a game six up in Oakland, okay? I mean, be honest. But I expect – I feel like the Rockets have it in them. Chris Paul or no Chris Paul. I mean, of course, love to have Chris Paul for a game seven and do that. But I feel like there could be a big shooting game out there where, you know, your Gerald Green, your Trevor Reeses, your P.J. Tuckers are hitting and your James Harden has a huge offensive game. I feel that there's still that in there because they've been missing some wide open shots. That's just not characteristic of the Rockets. They haven't been shooting three pointers well. I mean, again, improved defense. The Warriors are a tough defensive team. They're one of the top defensive teams. And the playoffs are always going to be tough. You have to concentrate. Every possession means something. But I still feel like there's a great opportunity to win here. And you just can't make excuses about like, well, you know, because I, I I still think in the bottom of my heart that Chris Paul will play in a game seven if it gets to that point. Um, you know, but if he can't go, I still feel very good about the Rockets and, and just being able to pull out one game. You just have to be able to pull out one game and get to the NBA finals. So I, I, I think that they can do that. Um, they've shown me a lot with their grit and their resilience and the way that they they've done things throughout this playoff series. And they have the the Warriors that are kind of questioning themselves. It's a team, like you said, that their offensive efficiency, their championships, the way that they pass the ball. I mean, they've gotten into their minds as well, too. And, and ste- you know, Steph Curry, um, you know, he he hasn't been he's been coming off an injury himself. And, uh, you know, they haven't had Andre Iguodala. I, I disagree with you a little bit there. I think he's still a, a really good player. You know, maybe not the uh, uh, finals MVP type player he, he was a, a few seasons ago but I mean he still is a, a very important part of their team is a veteran a stabilizing presence out in the court gives him a lot of minutes on and he can do things on both ends so I you know he's a much better uh, so you, th- you you think Andre Iguodala is as big a loss as Chris Paul then is what you're telling me no I'm not saying that but you said oh he's a he's basically Luke Mabuamute he's not Luke Mabuamute either he's much better than Luke Mabuamute okay this is an all-star guy do that nothing against Luke okay but Luke can't even get on the if, if you know Luke can't even get in the rotation right now and stuff like that so. no I, I'm talking about a health Luke is look Luke is not 
if if people didn't see what Luke was doing earlier this year, he was but making three point shots. Iguodala over him. Come on, come on. As much as I love Luke Mbuamute uh, uh, and what he brings defensively, do that. Uh, come on, that's just not. That's kind of a ridiculous argument. Are you talking about the Andre Iguodala of a few years ago? Or are you talking about the Andre Iguodala of this year? Even up today, I mean, he's still a very good player. He's a starter. He's a guy that comes in, gives him solid minutes on both ends of the floor. Look, he's th- a- this year, this year, look, the guy's a thirty-three percent three-point shooter for his career this year. He's a 28% three-point shooter. Look, defense Luke Mbamute can play with anybody, including Andre Iguodala. But I'm saying as an offensive option, a guy that you have to respect, a guy that you can do things on the offensive end to Andre Iguodala over Luke Mbamute. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I he's just a and – and even defensively, I mean, wing – I mean, yeah, you're right. That they're both very good defensive players. I just – you know, I just think that to say that Luke Mabuamute and Andre Iguodala, even today, I mean, that to me, that's like a slap on it. I mean, LeBron, he's the same age as LeBron James, if you're saying 33 years old, right? I mean, LeBron James is still a great player. And well, everything. LeBron so, James is a freaking alien. I mean, but I mean, that's what Chris Paul's 33, too. I mean, Andre Iguodala has been playing. He still is a very good player. I mean, I watch him throughout the playoffs. I watch the things he does. I see where he is on the court. I see how he passes. I see how he... He gets other players involved. He's still a very uh, – he's an excellent player on the uh, – I mean, you know, I'm just saying – I'm just saying give him some credit. I'm not discounting what the Rockets do. Don't – people who are listening, don't – they oh, like this guy's – no, I'm not. I'm just saying you were saying, oh, basically it's a watch with Luke Mabumuta, and I, it's not. I'm talking okay? about the importance on their particular teams. That's what I'm saying. He's the fifth best option on their team. The Rockets, Luke Mabumuta is probably like the fifth – best player when he's 100% and healthy on the Rockets team. I'm not even sure about that, though, because you have Harden and you have Paul, then a Clint Capella, then you have a P.J. Tucker, you have a Trevor Ariza. He's not the – I mean, and Andre Iguodala is definitely one of the – I mean, he, you put him in that uh, – you know, that's why they're the the uh, Hampton Five or the, the, the Death Squad or whatever you want to call them. I mean, he's a great player. So I, that's my only point. I Anyway, it's a kind of a moot point. Uh, he just – you know, not I, and again, I want to see Luke Mabuabute play well, and I think that you know if he gets minutes and and let's see what he can do. But I, I just don't put him on the same level as Andre Iguodala. Yeah, but the comparison people are going to make. Well, the, the Rockets didn't have a healthy Chris Paul. Well, though, look, do do any does anybody care? Oh, Michael Jordan came back, but he only played at you know seventy percent, and they lost to Orlando, and the Rockets beat Orlando for their championship. I don't care. I saw the Rockets raise the trophy twice under Rudy T with Hakeem Olajuwon, second time around with Clyde Drexler. I saw great teams i don't care but you care about all that narrative stuff i just want to win i just want to see this team win and raise a trophy let everybody else doubt let everybody else say but at the end of the day they'll beat the golden state warriors okay so that's the most important thing so just you know ride it out let's see what happens you know but i feel really good about the rockets they've they've had a great run throughout this playoffs and 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 they're showing that championship medal i think that's uh, why they should be applauded I'm going to go back to what I said uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, James Harden, we need you. Uh, can can somebody pick up James Harden, the MVP at the airport, and take him to Golden State and make sure that he's there and make sure bring his mind to the, the same mind that, you know, usually would go out and score 35 or 40 and have confidence and try to go to the basket more often instead of, you know, settling. He needs for to have one of those, like, what science fiction movies you're talking about where we put James Harden in the same room with, like, Kobe and just for that, you know, like, trade the, like, minds there so that you get kind of the Kobe mentality to go and close things out. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Get James Harden with that Kobe mentality? Maybe he hasn't been going to the club. Maybe he needs to go to the club. I, I don't know. I don't know what you, I mean, I don't know what you do with James, but, you, you know, he's, 
Uh, he just doesn't seem like his head's been in the game. Well, keep him away from a Kardashian, right? That's what we just don't want to see. I, I will say, you know, I, I don't want to slight him too much because uh, his defense has been was fantastic the last couple of games. I mean, you can't fault his defense. I mean, there was like maybe one or two lapses uh, in each game, but that's that's that was about it. I mean, he he he's played about as well defensively as we've ever seen him in a Rockets uniform. So, you know, of course, we know we know he's capable of this. We know you can do it, James. It's not like you physically can't play defense. So just, you know, try to do see if we can get both of them done. Like we talked about in the last show, see if you can get both of them done in the same game. That that would be something that would be to me the next leap for James Harden. If he could play great offensively and great defensively in the exact same game, you know, like we talk about with LeBron and Kobe and Jordan and and, uh, even Kevin Durant. I mean, with those guys, I mean, that's that to me, that's the thing with him. Just, just play both on both ends of the court. Hey, do you think by the way, moving over the Eastern conference, I know you hate talking about it, but uh, do you think that Boston's going to close out Cleveland? You think Cleveland's going to take it to seven games? How do you see that series playing out? Boston's going to win. I don't know if, you know, if they're going to be able to close it out because they, they can't seem to win on the road. But I mean, and, and the other thing is, like, even if the Rockets get past this round, I mean, it's just been kind of a foregone conclusion. Oh, whoever comes out of the West is going to stop. Well, if the Rockets figure out a way to win this series, but then go into the finals with, you know, half a Chris Paul and Boston's look, that's the best defensive team in the NBA. There, there's no doubt about yeah. that. And you're going up against. So you're already already rooting for Cleveland. Then it sounds like because at least I would give a fighting chance for the Rockets because they're more of a one man team. I root against for Cleveland. They're not going to win. And and look, I mean, they they've got Brad Stevens, baby Popovich, baby Popovich. Uh, he they've given the Rockets trouble throughout the regular season the last couple of years. They're, they've never been in an easy game. The Rockets have lost games. I mean, it's. You, it's not I, this whole idea that oh you're going to play Boston so four kind conclusion or whatever. Um, if the Rockets are going to go in there a little bit injured and worn down from this Golden State series, I, you know there's there's no way I think this is like a, 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 a single easy putt. I mean I think um, the Rockets it could go six, it could go seven games. I mean the the Rockets have to win in Boston, which nobody's been able to do, and I get it. It's been you know Milwaukee who was coached by you know some drunk on the street, and then they you know they. Uh, in the last round, uh, you know, they beat Philadelphia. That's got a bunch of three-year-olds from, you know, as far as, as far as like NBA experience are concerned. And, and now you're facing Cleveland, which is just a one-man team. But still, I mean, Boston, everybody just, they continue to underestimate them round after round after round. And that all those guys do is they just keep winning and winning and winning. And you could say, hey, they, they don't have any talent because there's no Kyrie and there's no Jordan. But uh, uh, look, I mean, when you look at that team, uh, they've got Al Horford. You know, he's a perennial all-star. Jason Tatum. I mean, Jason Tatum is go- going to be a perennial all-star and has already, I think, uh, put himself in that category. Could be a superstar uh, without question down, down the road. Jalen Brown could be a- an all-star down the road. Yeah, I mean, Terry Rozier has also been really good. And I mean, they, you're right. They have all these wings. They have all these guys that are very difficult. They're a great defensive team. Brad Stevens is has done a phenomenal job. I mean, I'm still, you know, I mean, if Cleveland can win a game six, LeBron at home, go to game seven, that's still a, you know, dicey. I would give the, the edge to Boston just because they've been so dominant at home. But the one thing, again, the, the Rockets for, if they were to get a matchup like that, I don't even want to speak ahead of that type of thing, but it would be, I, yeah, I agree with you about Boston, tough thing, but they, they have more problems on the road as a young team. They, they're a totally different team. And at least, you know, either for either Golden State or for uh, Houston, 
in the in uh, NBA finals, they would have the home court advantage. And so and that's decisive with a team, a young team like Boston. I mean, they'd be difficult to beat out their own place, you know, going back to the Boston Garden. I mean, that's always a hard place to play, but they've just made it kind of a magical realm, kind of like what the Astros did last last postseason when they were on their Minute Maid Park and, you know, the, all, all the games that uh, they ended up winning there in the postseason. So it's a, it's a difficult place to play. I mean, you know, but for either of the Western Conference, they're going to be fair. But you're right. I think that people are overlooking Boston in the Eastern Conference as, as a team. Oh, well, they don't have Kyrie Irving or they haven't played the quality of opponent. And uh, and that that's where you can set up for the underdog story, too. So. But but for right now, I mean, got to, the Rockets, Golden State, still a battle these these games six or seven. But I was just curious for your thoughts on the Eastern Conference. I just want to leave everybody with uh, Rocky Balboa, a quote from him when he said, "Life's not about how hard of a hit you can get, give; it's about how many you can take and still keep moving forward." I, I don't do a good Rocky, but you get the idea, and that's what the the Rockets are going to have to be able to do in the next couple of games. Hopefully, they can, can continue. Uh, to get it done and pull it off and, and pull off this miraculous upset. That, that'd be some, And I still think it is a miraculous upset for any anybody out there that uh, doesn't think beating Golden State and this team is miraculous. It, it, it is. That's all we got for this one, guys. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the show, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. If you have an Android device, download our free Houston Sports Talk app. You can keep up with this show and my daily Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter and Facebook or by going to HoustonSportsTalk.net or LockedOnTexans.com. Texans.com.